How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're talking about five ways to be happier. I know this one's going to be a fun one. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now on Amazon. Now let's get on with the show. So happiness, kind of a vague topic, but Let's be honest, everything that we do in life is either to keep us alive or to make us happy, right? It's to to keep us safe, keep us in, out of you know being in survival mode. And once we're out of survival mode, it's to to bring us joy, it's to bring us happiness, right? We think making more money will bring us happy, make us happier. We think having a a sexier, better looking spouse will make us happier. We think uh, the bigger house will make us happier, a fancy car will make us happier, new clothes will make us happier. We think all of these will make, will make us happy and to some degree, maybe some of them make us happy on a on a short term scale, um, but a lot of the time, that happiness, that that quick uh, um, fulfillment of desire, is actually fleeting. Um, so, what actually makes us happier? What actually makes us uh, a happier person? What makes us more fulfilled? What makes us live in more joy? You know those you know those people that you meet them and you're like, damn, why is this person so fucking happy? Right? Well, why is that? Right? Well, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about the five things that will actually allow you to become happier. So the first one, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of, uh, but hearing about it, actually doing something about it are two different, totally different things. Uh, It's practicing gratitude, Uh, practicing gratitude and practicing happiness. Now, uh, a good friend and mentor of mine, David Meltzer, uh, who's been on this show, uh, just spoke at our event and he said, man, if, if you took only one thing away from this event, he said, it would be saying thank you at night before you go to bed and thank you first thing in the morning. That's it. Just being grateful. Thank you for this great life. Thank you to my wife for being amazing. Thank you for my my legs. Thank you for the sleep that I got. Just saying thank you. Um, and he said he'll tell that today. And he said if everybody just did that, your life would be infinitely better. But you know, three days from you know may, maybe fifty percent of the room will do that for a day or two. But three days from now, that number will dwindle down to ten percent. Then one week from now, it'll only be one or two people. And then by the end of the month, nobody will be doing it. The practice of gratitude. Right now, I want you to think about this. If you want to be happy, well, if you want to be a better swimmer, what what do you need to do more of? Well, you swim, right? If you want to be a better runner, well, what do you what do you do more of? You run. If you want to be better at sales, what do you need to do more of? You you do more sales calls, right? Happiness, like pretty much everything else in life, is a skill or a muscle that you can master and grow. Happiness is a muscle. So the more that you flex that muscle, the easier it is to flex that muscle. 
So the truth is having some form of gratitude practice or, or uh, think something like that to allow you to appreciate more often will allow you to become a more appreciative person. One of the things that we do with everybody who goes through our program, at one point, we tell everybody to do an appreciation rampage. This means 15 minutes of writing things down that they're grateful for, that they want to appreciate. And it always starts off like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for my mom, I'm grateful for my family, for my health. And then, it, and then it starts to get weird after about five minutes. It's like, I'm grateful for Thomas Edison inventing the light bulb so that I can see in this room. I'm, I'm grateful for our, our plumbers and, and the people who designed this home so that we can have running water. I'm grateful for you know the birds that are chirping outside because they just bring such a good energy in them. And it starts to get you know out there. And you do this for 15 minutes. And I promise you, when you walk away 15 minutes later, you will be a different person. So doing something like an appreciation rampage. Uh, we also have people do gratitext or handwritten note cards. So gratitext is you know something you could do on a weekly basis or even a daily basis uh, where basically you just every week, I do this every week where I'll pick one person on a Friday and I'll just text them and tell them how grateful I am for them and why I'm grateful for them, right? Maybe I'll text uh, my mentor, Craig, and I'll, I'll let him know how appreciative I am for all the patience he's had with me over the years as I've been growing and 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 just so stubborn sometimes, right? Or I'll, I'll text my mom or I'll text Maddie and tell him how grateful I am. Writing handwritten note cards to people on a weekly basis. Um, uh, I just met Todd Herman at a mastermind and this was something that he said he's done every single day. He sent a handwritten uh, note card every single day, just complimenting other people or gratitude journaling, right? So, you know, there's a practice of gratitude journaling. This is the hot thing to do right now. Um, I'm not a huge fan of just gratitude, you know, being grateful for random things. I'm really big on being grateful for things that you didn't think you should be grateful for. When you can take something that feels super negative and find a way to be grateful for it, that that is a skill, right? I'm grateful that uh, one of our clients, one of our clients is going through a tough time right now and they're, they're pushing on me and because it really allows me to grow as a coach and become better and learn how to handle tough situations like this. Or I'm, I'm grateful for my husband or my wife for, for doing X, Y, Z because it'll, it teaches me or, or giving me that harsh feedback that I needed to hear because it teaches me how to become a better person. I'm grateful for my best friend, AJ, for taking his life because without feeling that kind of loss, I would never really know what, what true love and joy and happiness really is. And, and I found purpose because of him. And in his loss, I found so much more in life, right? So if you're able to find gratitude in, in the things that most people can't find gratitude in, that's a real practice. That's the real muscle right there. So number one is just practicing gratitude and practicing happiness. Number two, how to, how to become happier. Change your environments. Change your environments. Your environments dictate your destiny. So you know, if you're around environments that make you unhappy, well, time to control your environments. Your environments dictate your destiny, but you dictate your environments, right? And I hear people say this all the time. They say, oh, Xander, but you know, like I, I, you know, I can't, I can't dictate all my environments and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on that one. Right? So the reality is if you're around five smokers, you become the sixth. If you're around five shitty people, you're going to become the sixth. If you're around five people that are grateful and happy, you're probably going to become the sixth. Negative people create negative people, hurt people, hurt people, right? So you need to make sure that you're around the right people. You're around the right environments to be happier. But Xander, I can't control my, my family if, if they're negative people. Well, you can't control your family, but you can spend less time around them. One of my mentors, Bedros Koulian, uh, 
literally, you know, he stopped doing Thanksgiving with some members of his family because he just can't, couldn't handle the negativity. So, you know, it, it's, it's harsh. And sometimes, you know, people will say, oh, that's socially wrong. But the reality is like, you have to take ownership over your happiness. And if there's people in your life that are making you unhappy, you have to be willing to say, I need less of this person. And I need more of happy people, inspiring people to lift me up. Um, you can lose yourself if you do have to be around negative people, right? If it's somebody that you just, you know, obviously maybe you have a spouse that maybe she or he is just going through a tough time and they happen to be really negative for a few months or even a couple of years. And you know, they're going to get over it because they're not an unhappy person. They're just going through a lot. Well, then make sure that you're losing yourself in positive books, podcasts, and mentors because your brain is five times more likely to be programmed by negative than it is by positive. So if you have a lot of negativity around you, make sure that you're hammering your subconscious with the positive as well. And absolutely, 100%, limit the negative media. Oh my God. Limit the negative media. Turn it off. Get away from it. News, scary shows at night. This is something that Maddie and I... Maddie and I have had to do is we we no longer allow ourselves to, well, we don't watch a lot of negative shit to begin with, but especially uh, in the evenings and before bed, because your subconscious uh, marinates, wh whatever you're watching or consuming the last 45 minutes before bed, your subconscious is then marinating on for six, seven, eight, nine hours while you sleep. So limiting, you shouldn't be watching zombie shows at night. You should be watching things that make you happy, things that inspire you, things that make you feel blessed and joyful, and you will feel more happy regularly because your brain's going to marinate on that for eight hours. That's number two is change your environments to happy environments. Number three, this is a tough one for a lot of people. If you want to feel happier, sometimes you got to feel shittier. What? So feeling through negative emotions is one of the most important things that people can learn to do. We talk about this in the book, Shit You Don't Learn in College, a lot more in depth. Um, but understanding our two different operating systems, our intellectual operating system and our, and our emotional operating system. Now, a lot of people are afraid to feel negative emotions because nobody likes to feel anger or frustration or guilt or resentment or anything like that. But the truth is, what you resist persists. Uh, scientifically proven, the only way through an emotion is to feel through the emotion. So there's centuries and, and volumes of uh, psychiatry and psychology written about this. So you have to feel your feelings. If you do not, if let's say you feel angry or frustrated or negative, and then you consciously go, so there's only 5% of our brain that's conscious, 95 is unconscious. So you consciously go, nope, don't want to feel that anymore. So consciously you turn that off. Well, all you're doing is you're turning it off to the 5% of your brain and then it's just going and marinating in the subconscious. Have you ever noticed that when you've had a negative thought or a negative feeling and you try and avoid it, it just keeps coming up, right? You'll, you'll That same negative thought or that same negative emotion will keep coming up you know, maybe over the course of several days or over the course of weeks or even, you know, over the course of the same day several times. And it'll just keep coming up until you deal with it. The reality is what you resist persists. So if you want to feel happier, sometimes you have to feel shittier. You have to feel through the shitty emotions. Now, I just mentioned when my best friend AJ committed suicide. And when my best friend AJ committed suicide, at this point, I was already a coach and I had helped people through trauma and PTSD and suicidal tendencies and depression. Yet here I was, I couldn't help my best friend. And when he committed suicide, first, you know, he was like a brother to me. I'd known him since I was seven years old. So I felt completely heartbroken and completely alone. And then I started to feel resentful of him for taking his life and taking him away from, from uh, our friends, our family, and myself and out of our lives because he was such an amazing person. And I, I literally resented him. I hated him for it. And then I felt guilty for resenting 
someone who was so tormented that he felt the only way out was to take his own life. And here I was, a coach who felt heartbroken, lonely, resentful, and guilty. So now I'm starting to feel ashamed about all the feelings that I'm feeling. And, and if anybody would notice the feelings that I'm feeling, I would be ashamed at all the negativity that I'm feeling. Now, when I resisted this, it just got worse and worse and it started to balloon and it started to take over. And I would find myself blowing up. I found myself blowing up at clients. I found myself blowing up at family members because I was trying to resist the negativity because I was such a positive person. I completely lost my identity. I was like, I'm not negative. I'm not resentful, right? But I was lying to myself. The reality was what I realized was I thought that positivity and happiness was on the opposite side of anger and frustration and heartache and guilt. I thought they were on opposite ends of the spectrum when the reality was they were not. They were perfectly in line with each other and fulfillment and motivation and happiness and joy. I had to go through fear and sadness and loneliness and guilt to get to true happiness, joy, bliss, fulfillment. And when I finally allowed myself to feel through the negative emotions, to feel the anger, the hate, the sadness, to bawl my eyes out and shout at the top of my lungs, I would feel empty. And then I would walk outside and I'd smell the jasmine bushes and it, it smelled more beautiful than I'd ever smelled before in my entire life. And I would find more, more joy in the little things like a sunset or a flower or a hug with a friend than I ever had in years simply by feeling through my negative emotions. So number three, if you wanna be happier, sometimes you gotta be willing to feel shittier because if you numb out your emotions, you can't numb out just the negative. You numb out everything. So if you're numbing out the negative, you're also numbing out the happiness and the positive. Which brings us to number four. There are literally only two things that are scientifically proven to bring you joy and happiness, two things. Now, the first one you might be surprised by. The first one is stress or challenging yourself or pushing yourself. See, when you stress your system, the reality is most people think the lack of stress would actually bring them joy and happiness, but this isn't true. That actually brings depression. The lack of stress makes people depressed. Think about it. If you don't believe me, go sit on a couch, watch Netflix all day, order DoorDash, don't move, don't stress yourself at all, order things on Amazon and accomplish nothing. Don't, don't push yourself, don't challenge yourself, don't stress yourself in any form of way, don't do any form of workouts. I promise you, you will start to feel incredibly down and low and depressed in a very, very short amount of time, right? So the first thing that actually brings you joy is stress. Right? Accomplishing something that challenges you releases a combination of dopamine, norepinephrine, and oxytocin, oxytocin, which is like the perfect liquid cocktail for motivation, happiness, and joy. So this is why every single morning I do something hard. I go to the gym. I go cold plunge. I force myself to meditate and I, I do breath work. I challenge myself every single morning because at the end of those challenges, I feel lit up. I feel in joy. I feel happy. I feel excited right? Challenging yourself and stressing yourself actually brings you more joy and happiness. And that brings us to the last thing, number five, which is the second thing that also brings you happiness is relationships. 
So building stronger relationships is a key and important piece to becoming happier. So deep connection, scientifically proven, deep connection releases oxytocin, the love hormone, which has a calming, connected, and bliss-filled feeling. Do you know what bliss is? Bliss is a happiness that is so high, your brain is constantly searching for what will make you happier. The definition of bliss is when you've hit a point of happiness and joy that is so high that the brain Stop searching. It's found it. That's what bliss is. So think of that bliss feeling, and that's actually that actually comes from oxytocin. So what happens? So according to Healthline, if you focus on building deeper relationships with less people, a lot of people go surface level surface level with more people because on the surface, the ego makes that look like you have a bigger status because everybody thinks, oh, this person's friends with everybody. But the reality is, if you want to actually be happier. Focus on going deeper with less people. You will have more oxytocin released. Also, physical touch, things like hugs, release more oxytocin. This was scientifically proven at Harvard. But it's these, these deepening of relationships through things like physical touch and hugs and vulnerability and deep conversations with less people that releases more oxytocin, the love hormone, the calming hormone, the connected and bliss hormone that breeds true joy and true happiness. So those are five things that you can start working on today to become a happier person. You can practice gratitude and happiness. You can change your environments from negative ones to positive ones. You can feel through your negative emotions. You can challenge yourself and stress yourself more. I promise you, if you go do a hard CrossFit workout, you are going to feel like, well, you probably feel like hell during the workout, but afterwards you will feel like you're on cloud nine. And you can build stronger, deeper relationships with a fewer amount of people. Now that's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing, so make sure you implement what you learn with us here. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, the book, available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.